Welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, the latest on shares, markets and investments, now available on your Amazon Alexa. Hello and welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, now also available on the UK Investor Magazine mobile app. For today's podcast, we'll be taking a deep dive into a company that's at the forefront of the UK's push to meet net zero targets. The company's 3TI specialises in solar-powered car parks, electric storage, as well as EV charging points. We're going to be discussing their current campaign on Crowdcube. Uh, They came to the platform very recently, very quickly smashed their target. We're going to be talking about why they're crowdfunding at the moment and what those funds are going to be used for and what investors can expect from the company going forward. And to do that, we're very kindly joined by Tim Evans, who is the CEO and founder of 3TI. Tim, thank you very much for being with us today. Hello, Jonathan. Thank you very much. Um, You don't need to thank me. I need to thank you for having me along. (laughs) No, it's uh, it's, uh, it's a pleasure. It's a fascinating business and very much looking forward to this podcast. So before we get into the details of the company, uh, Tim, please, would you be able to give us a background to yourself and your role at 3TI, please? Sure. Um, So I'm uh, Tim Evans, founder and CEO at 3TI, as you've already said. Uh, 3TI, as you've also uh, alluded to, stands for three technology infrastructure. And those three technologies are solar, batteries and EV charging that we combine in car parks. My own background, uh, I have a degree in agriculture and um, actually moved to East Germany. When the Berlin Wall came down in 1989, I rented a very large state farm from the German government for 12 years. And that was where I first got involved and interested in renewable energy. Initially, growing oilseed rape for biodiesel uh, moved on fairly rapidly into uh, biogas, building the first biogas plant in East Germany, and then subsequently the early stages of uh, solar uh, revolution in Germany. Uh, I think I I installed my first solar panels in the year 2000. When my tenancy came to an end, I could have carried on farming for another 12 years in Germany, but decided instead to go and do something different. And uh, I went off to Austria and did a master's in renewables, and I've been doing only renewables ever since. 3TI, uh, I founded uh, with my colleague Max Aitkin in uh, March 2019, so we're not quite uh, five years old yet. Thank you. Thank you very much. So before we, we start talking about the specific technology that 3TI has developed, it would be good to, to look at the broader picture for a moment, please, Tim, and maybe discuss the the team that you've assembled. You, you've mentioned uh, your, your partner there, but it'd be good to expand on that, as well as the core mission that 3TI has. Well, let's start with the mission, because I think that's, uh, that's actually uh, the most important. And our company motto that we've actually been able to trademark this year is leave something better behind. And uh, when I first came up with that thought, it was it was thinking in terms of my grandchildren and uh, realizing uh, what a mess previous generations have created in the environment over the last hundred years and, and really wanting and, and finding myself very fortunately, finding myself in a position where I could make a difference and wanting to leave something better behind when I, when I disappear off this planet. Um, and I don't mean by that. Uh, stacks of money. I, I mean, a better environment, uh, a nicer place to work, and uh, 
a longer term future for my grandchildren. So just to, to cover the first part of your question about the team that we've been able to assemble, as I've said, we started the business in 2019, uh, just three of us at that point, over the last four and a half years. And, and let's not forget that a year and a half of that was dogged by COVID, of course. But over that period, we've built the team now to 33, um, based on the, the crowdfunding and the funding rounds that we've done over the past three years. So we're now 33 people, uh, primarily based in Leatherhead in Surrey, but with an office in uh, Bristol, an office in York, and uh, other members of the team working remotely on the various sites that we're installing at any time. Thank you. So I really want to delve down now, Tim, in, into the technology. You mentioned that there's three pillars for to, to 3TI. So it would be good to, to get a greater insight into those. And in particular, how those particular technologies are setting you apart from the competition, as well as maybe you could mention some of the commercial traction that you've had oh. so far as well. Sure. Um, that's another big topic to cover. Let, let, let's start with the, the technologies. The simplest one of all is solar. And as I've said, I, I was involved in solar as early as the year 2000. And most people are now familiar with solar, whether, it, whether it's on uh, domestic properties or uh, commercial properties or, or one or two people will have seen um, solar farms around the country. Solar energy, very simple. Um, sunshine converted into electricity through the photovoltaic process it's not a a, a mystery at all anymore uh, it's very reliable in that uh, we know pretty accurately how much sunshine we're going to get in a year and how much each month and how much uh, uh, during the course of a year it's uh, there's plenty of data that allows us to predict that fairly accurately and uh, actually utilizing that uh, electricity primarily on site uh, so directly through an inverter into um, an operation on, on a commercial site or a domestic property. There's nothing special about that as such, other than the fact that we um, prefer to install it in car parks. And if you could imagine a solar farm on very long legs, that's essentially what we do. Um, not only installing solar in the car park, but generally improving the appearance and, and the parking experience, of course, People can then park their cars under cover, so they're dry in the winter, and uh, the hot car is not getting baking hot in the summer. So that's that's the solar side of things, very simply. But of course, the problem with with solar and, and any renewables in that respect is that we can't easily manage, or in fact, we can't manage the supply of it at all. Uh, typically, in the current electricity grid, uh, we're able to increase or decrease. Uh, generation, literally at the, at the flick of a switch. Uh, if, if everybody goes home at six o'clock and puts the kettle on and puts the TV on, there's a spike in the requirement for electricity. And of course, the, the generators then just switch on a gas peaking plant. And it's all very simple. But we can't do that with solar because obviously at five or six o'clock in the evening at this time of year, there is no solar. So we're replacing gas peaking plants really with batteries, batteries that are able to store electricity rapidly and discharge it rapidly when it's required. And if you extend that thought process onto our third technology, which is EV charging, uh, what is an EV? Well, it's a battery on wheels. And when it's plugged into a charge point, it's a battery on a cable. 
And the best thing of all is that it's a free battery because it belongs to the person who, who's driving the car. And so we can use, uh, and we're developing technology, uh, I'll come on to that in a moment, but we're developing technology that allows us to use what we call V2X or vehicle to everything, uh, otherwise known as V2G, vehicle to grid, so that surplus electricity can be stored in a car battery and discharge when it's required. For that, for creating that flexibility within the grid, we can receive um, uh, grid management uh, fees from the local network operators, which ultimately will will give us an income stream, which could well mean that we're able to offer EV charging to drivers completely free of charge. That's a development for the future. And um, the most exciting thing, and, and one of the reasons that we are crowdfunding at the moment, is that we have just uh, in October, November, secured a two million pound uh, R and D funding uh, award. Uh, the the details, unfortunately, are still embargoed until the new year. But the the project is all signed up and has been operating since the first of November, and that will allow us to develop this technology that we have called three TIG, and the G very deliberately stands for glue because it is the platform technology that sticks together the three technologies of solar batteries and EV charging to provide this uh, grid flexibility that is so desperately required to accommodate the switch to renewable energy. Thank you. So th those technologies that you have outlined there are particularly compelling. And, and I think it's a good point now to just mention to people listening to this that 3TI will be holding a number of webinars and investor events in the coming week. So do check out the notes to this podcast. You can get yourself registered. I believe, Tim, one's being held in Surrey and another one in Silverstone next week. Um so they're available still, aren't they? For that, that's right, Jonathan. Um, we are, um, the, the all the details of this um, funding round you will find on crowdcube.com forward slash 3TI. And uh, a lot of details, as you would expect to find on that platform about this particular raise. But in particular, the points that you mention, uh, we're running a series of webinars. Uh, we had the first one last week, but uh, dates for diaries. The next one is uh, Thursday this week at uh, on the 14th between 2 and 3 o'clock. And uh, following that, we're doing one on Sunday evening, the 17th of December, between 6 and 7. Followed by Monday the 18th, 10.30 to 11.30. And Tuesday the 19th, 7 o'clock until 8 o'clock. And I must make the point that our crowdfunding campaign closes on Thursday the 21st. It was very deliberately a short uh, window opportunistic crowdfund. Having secured the £2 million um, uh, R&D award, we were obliged to uh, contribute 30% as um, a match fund. We, we went live on Crowdcube uh, six days ago with that target of 600,000. We, uh, believe it or not, we received that within 36 hours. So we're currently overfunding. And uh, this morning, I think we're at something like 780,000. Uh, but we have agreed uh, with Crowdcube to allow the campaign to carry on running until Thursday the 21st. Hence the, the, the number of uh, webinars on those dates that I've just given you. 
in addition to the webinars, we're running open days. Uh, and in fact, we had the first of those at Surrey University last Friday. The next one is this Friday, the 15th, at Five Rivers Leisure Centre in Salisbury, where we have one of our uh, pop-up mini solar car park units, Papilio 3, uh, operational in the Leisure Centre car park at Five Rivers. And sessions there are, as I say, on Friday, first one at 10 o'clock in the morning, followed by a second session at 2.30. And then finally, on Tuesday next week, Tuesday the 19th, Again, 10 o'clock in the morning, half past two in the afternoon, and this time at Silverstone Circuits uh, in Northamptonshire, where we've got uh, two Papilio units in operation that have been there for about six months. At those events, you'll have a chance to meet myself, our CTO, and one or two other members of the 3TI team. Uh, there will be a formal presentation of our pitch deck and, and uh, as many Q&As as we can squeeze in. Uh, I think that's very important in all the crowdfunding that we've done in the past. We we endeavour to be entirely transparent and uh, open about everything that we're doing. Clearly, some of it is commercially sensitive, and um, we we do need to just bear that in mind. But uh, where we can give give clear, thorough answers, we do. And uh, you'll also see on the Crowdcube website on on the discussion forum. There's uh, a dozen or so threads going there where you'll be able to pick up some more information, questions that potential investors have, have raised that I've been answering every evening as, as the last uh, week has gone on. So just as a note to listeners, do check out the notes of this podcast because there will be links through, first of all, to the Crowdcube page that Tim mentioned, as well as a link through to get yourself signed up to the open days and webinars. So there's a number of those. Do check out the notes and you're able to get yourself signed up. Just to to confirm, all those webinars and the open days are completely free of charge. If you come to an open day, you might even get a sandwich and a cup of coffee. Um, (laughs) And and nothing stronger than that, I'm afraid. But (laughs) that's uh, if if people will book, please, through Eventbrite, uh, it just helps us to know for catering and, and uh, space and how many people we're expecting on each occasion. But no no limit on numbers. Yeah, so do do check out the notes of this podcast and, and you get yourself signed up there. So I just wanted to pick up on the strong demand, huge demand you've had so far from investors for this crowdfunding round. And I think some of this is down to the success and the traction that you've had so far, Tim. And that's something that I'd like to touch on now and go into in greater detail. So from my understanding, you have um, set up solar uh, car parking with Bentley, JP Morgan, NHS, MOD in various different formats. It would be good if you'd be able to explain how those work Mm. and the scalability of those for the business going forward. Sure. So um, starting with with those sort of uh, examples that you've just mentioned, um, they are all large-scale in solar installations. We've installed a total capacity since inception of the business uh, five years ago. We've installed a total of uh, 15 megawatt peak so far. That's a gross turnover to the business in the first five years of 16 million. Uh, last year, our financial year to the 30th of June, um, we we closed the books with a turnover of 6 million and we are well on target to do something of the order of 10 million this year to the 30th of June. 
So lots of inquiries, lots of interest. Um, sadly, I suppose we might say one, one of the drivers in all of this is the huge increase in uh, electricity prices over the last 12 to 18 months. And I say sadly because we all know what, what the main driver is behind that. And um, it's, uh, it's not, not something um, to be, to be uh, pleased about in that respect, but uh, it, it's helping to move along the climate change message. Bearing in mind, I've, I've been in renewable energy for 30 years um, and, and uh, only just uh, are people really starting to take it seriously and uh, make these investments in, in solar and decarbonisation generally. Thank you. So let's talk about the crowdfunding now, please. Tim, you, you did allude that there had been a grant uh, received. You know, that's a, that's a not, major validation. I, I, have to, I, oh, I have to stop you there, Jonathan. It, it's not a grant. It is um, R&D. It's not what we call non-dilutive R&D um, research funding. And uh, the awarding body, we're not at liberty to tell you who it is. Um, it, it, it is embargoed. We were originally told that the embargo would be lifted on the 21st of November, hence the timing of our crowdfunding campaign to raise that 600,000 of match funding. Um, the, the embargo wasn't lifted on the 21st of November. We were then told it might be before Christmas. We're now being told it's likely to be January. But the, 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 the point is that the project is signed up. It is operating. It's been operational since the 1st of, Jan, uh, of November. We're just not allowed to tell anybody any of the details about it just yet, which, which is unfortunate for our uh, crowdfunding campaign uh, because it is a major achievement uh, and we're not allowed to shout about it as much as I would have liked to. Okay, no, no, but thank you very much for the clarification on on that point. And I'm sure people listening to this thing will be very interesting to to hear more about that when that embargo is lifted. So going back to the crowdfunding campaign and the timing of it, of course, that there's the funding round. But in terms of where three Ti are as a business, why is now a particularly good time for three Ti to be raising funds? It's all to do with the, with this rapid growth that we're talking about, and um, as as you've already said, there is a huge increase in the num in, in the demand for these large scale solar car parks, which are producing, on the whole, uh, reducing our customers' electricity bills by something of the order of fifty percent. Um, so, an installation in a car park, uh, which which as as a company, our preference is to finance them as well. So, in fact, our customers don't need any capital. We install the car park, we fund it, we then sell the electricity over a 20 or 25 year period to the customer. And we're able to do that uh, at something like 40 to 50% discount to their current electricity prices. And, and that's particularly interesting as a model uh, because it gives us long-term income in the company. It gives our customers transparency and certainty around the electricity pricing for the future. And, and just one, one interesting example, uh, we've just in, completed a 1.1 megawatt solar car park in, uh, in Eastbourne for the Eastbourne Hospital. Uh, it covers about 500 parking spaces. And the calculation, without giving away the, the commercial details uh, in too much detail there, the, the calculation is that um, 
that car park is saving the hospital trust a thousand pounds per year every year for the next 25 years by by virtue of the fact that the electricity they're drawing from the car park is more than 50 percent cheaper than uh, what they what they were paying before we commissioned it so that that is a staggering number a thousand pounds saving per car park space per year uh, obviously that number is slightly higher on the south coast where there's more sunshine, but uh, you, we could well expect five, six, seven hundred pounds of parking space further north, um, with no capital investment at all from our clients. So that that's that's the model, and uh, that's why there is so much interest in it, driven primarily by by the economics, but obviously uh, businesses looking towards net zero in 2050 and wanting to decarbonize for all the right reasons. So those those factors are, have, have just happened to have aligned in the in the last eighteen months, which is why we're so busy. Tim, I just want, I just want to confirm the the, the point there on on the economics. Mm. So you you say it's a thousand pounds per car parking space per year. So for example, if there was a car park with a hundred car parking spaces mm-hmm. in it, for mm-hmm. example. That would be savings of a hundred thousand pounds per year on the electricity. Is that is that correct? Correct. correct. It's it's a staggering figure, and we've we've put that out on social media with with some worked examples. I I, I get quite a lot of um, unbelieving. Uh, I'm not going to say criticism, but comments coming back on social media saying, how on earth do you justify that figure? Um, all I can say is, I can assure you it's correct. Um, and, and we've actually been running power purchase agreements um, with the likes of Bentley um, for, for five years now. So we know that the numbers are right. Um, the cost, uh, counterintuitively perhaps, because the market is so buoyant, the costs for solar panels are, are roughly half the price that they were two years ago uh, so that all helps and um, we, we've got better at reducing the cost of the steel frameworks um, with, with an eye to embedded carbon we've we've also uh, developed systems that don't require any concrete to be used on site and and most excitingly of all perhaps we've just signed a contract with Wiltshire Council to install the first carbon neutral solar car park in the country that will be built entirely out of uh, glue lamb wood Uh, so we're looking not only at reducing the cost of electricity but also reducing the embedded carbon in our own uh, structures and our own installations so Tim, we've just we discussed the business and, and what's been happening so far. But before we start going on to look to the to the future and looking at, at the wider market, um, would you be able to summarise four or five points, key milestones that three TI have achieved in your very short lifetime so far that you'd like to to tell investors about uh, for them to get a better picture of where you are and where you've come from. Sure. Um, and, and I'll just point out that 3TI has a short lifetime. I have an extremely long, <laughs> extremely long <laughs> lifetime. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be 63 next year. Um, but I don't, I don't actually think I've got any less energy than I had when I was about 30 when I was farming in East Germany. Um, but uh, that aside, well, the business has grown extremely quickly. We are in a sector that is, is uh, very exciting. Uh, not only the generation of, of uh, low carbon or, or, or zero carbon electricity for commercial customers, 
uh, or, or hospitals or um, whatever organization you care to name that has a good use of electricity. That, that's the one part of the business that we're involved in. The second part is, of course, EV charging. And we all know that the, the switch to EVs over the next uh, 10 years requires a huge increase. In fact, the number is 54 times the number of charge points that we currently have. By 2035, we need to have increased that number by 54 times. And so that market is, is very buoyant as well. And the way we've done that at 3TI is to um, develop and launch a, a mini solar car park uh, which is based around a recycled shipping container. It has a solar canopy on the on the top, and it has 12 fast EV charge points around uh, the outside with space for a battery. That comes from a recycled shipping container. It's delivered to site as a complete unit. The wings open up on the canopy and provide solar, and uh, we're able to actually install it and, and have it running within 24 hours of arriving at site. So an instant pop-up solar car park, but that's moved uh, our, our activity in the EV charging sector uh, at, a, at a fairly rapid rate of knots. And uh, we, we are inundated with inquiries for those units. And we at the moment, we've got them uh, as far north as in Inverness and as far south as Salisbury. So that side of the business is very busy. Um, the, 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 the third part is this uh, battery storage and the need to provide flexibility uh, to the grid. The grid needs to change its, its form in that it can no longer uh, easily react to demand. It therefore has to manage the supply and that requires batteries, that requires flexibility within the grid and the technology uh, that we've called 3TIG, uh, which is what we've received the the uh, R&D funding to develop. Uh, that technology, uh, I, I should probably just tongue-in-cheek explain that 3TIG, the G actually stands for glue, and it is the glue logic uh, software platform that connects the other three technologies to, to do all the things we need it to do in the flexibility market. And all of that actually means that it's easier and cheaper for us to connect our installations to the grid uh, rather than waiting for the, the network operator to give us a very expensive offer um, for two, three, five, and in one case, even 11 years into the future, uh, we're able to connect very much more quickly and at approximately 50% of the cost by using 3TIG uh, to manage a battery, EV charging and solar installation uh, which means we can roll out EV charge points much more quickly and in large numbers, whilst at the same time producing low carbon, low cost energy to operate them. Thank you. Thank you very much. So I think what we'd like to do now, before we go and touch on, on the wider market, is just look to the future. We, we've outlined what's been happening at 3TI, the success so far. But of course, investors coming into this round are very much interested about what you're going to be doing going forward and how the funds that are raised through this crowdfunding campaign are going to be deployed to meet those targets. 
Sure. So um, we, we are in a, a period of, of rapid growth. It's an exciting market, as, as I've already said, and, and a lot of interest for all the all the reasons that we understand. Um, we, we have grown very rapidly over five years, growing, as I think I've already said, from three to 33 people. Um, we have an exceptionally buoyant sales pipeline. Um, you, you may not believe me when I say we've got 898 inquiries in the sales pipeline with a, with a, a gross value of about 300 million. Clearly, we cannot deliver that uh, that sort of number of projects. So we look very closely at what comes across the desk. And generally speaking, we don't look at car parks of less than 200 spaces. That's approximately half a megawatt uh, peak of installed capacity. At those numbers, it's worthwhile uh, doing a power purchase agreement where we fund the project and, and uh, sell the electricity. Um, and that that's balanced very nicely by the Papilio 3 pop-up units, which are either a business in their own right, where we rent them out to our customers, or where they take one of those as a precursor to having a large-scale solar car park at some point in the future. So the that market is particularly buoyant. Uh, we spend more time in the company at the moment Almost certainly, we spend more time deciding what we are not going to do rather than de- uh, the projects that we are running. But at any one time, and I think that's that's been consistent since uh, since the end of COVID, we are operating on five or six construction sites simultaneously. Um, we've competed, completed work this year at um, Eastbourne Hospital um, on three Ministry of Defence sites at Bristol Airport, uh, at Bentley, again, uh, a second installation at Bentley. And uh, we're, we're starting a project uh, down in, in Wiltshire uh, early in the new year. So um, a full order book, plenty of, of projects going on. What does that mean for the company? Well, we've grown turnover from 250,000 to 6 million and, and on target this year to do somewhere between 10 and 12 million. We are not yet EBITDA positive, which makes valuing the business for a crowd fund or any, any fundraise uh, difficult. But uh, using comparables in the market, um, multiples of turnover and, and the good old uh, sort of finger in the air, what somebody prepared to give me for this method of valuation. Um, I think, I think uh, the, the performance on Crowdcube in the last week would suggest that we've got that uh, valuation right. And uh, the pre-money valuation this time around is 23 million. Um, we've already exceeded the, the initial 600,000 pound ask and will allow that uh, campaign to run on until the 21st of December, just to see see where we end up. Um, but that that's, that's how we valued uh, and, and what do we do with the money? Well, first and foremost, as I've said, we need to match fund this R&D uh, funding award with 600,000 as a, as a 30% contribution to the 2 million. And um, we then have various uh, challenges within the business. And one of those is increasing the, the rate with which we can build the Papilio 3 pop-up units. Uh, we're currently uh, chasing a, a pipeline of several hundred units and not able to produce more than about 50 a year with our current manufacturers. So we need to we need to branch out and find other ways of doing that. Um, we're also spending uh, money looking at these low carbon installations and the pilot project 
down uh, in Salisbury building with, with Glulam. And uh, finally, we, we spent some money on our previous round um, uh, doing some research in the US market. Uh, we, when we launched Papilio 3, we, had, uh, we actually had inquiries for it from 27 different countries. And as you might expect, one of the largest uh, uh, contingents were from the US. We've already spent money uh, earlier this year on a detailed market research and technical feasibility study for the US market. And uh, I think uh, in, in the next 12 months, we will be doing something with Papilio 3 in the States. Uh, of course, the European market is, is getting very exciting at the moment as well, for all the same reasons it is, is in the UK, but particularly the French market, where the, the French government have said uh, any car park over 80 spaces should be converted to a solar car park or must be converted to a solar car park by 2027. That, that makes that a huge market. Um, the UK government hasn't gone quite as far as that, but what they have done, which is a huge help to us, is ch uh, changes to the planning laws, that, which mean that from next year, from 2024, uh, installation of solar uh, projects in car parks will be treated as permitted development. So that will reduce our development costs in not having to apply for full planning permission. And it will therefore also reduce the lead time on projects so we're not waiting um, 12, 16, 20 weeks just to get planning permission. So those, those, those are all things pointing in the right direction. Where does that take 3TI in, in, in 12 or 18 months time? Well, most, most uh, likely, and, and uh, I think this would be expected of any current investor, is that we will be looking to do a, a significant Series A raise this time next year or early into 2025. Um, we, we, uh, we've already spoken to a number of advisors and potential funders, and uh, they've given us various um, uh, uh, inflection points and proof points that we need to, to uh, achieve over the course of the next six to nine months, and we're well on the way to doing that. So I, I think that is the, the most likely uh, next step. In terms of where the investment goes after that, well, we, we have three large investors, each of whom has uh, around about a million in the business. Um, their objective, as one might expect, um, is, is a, a, a trade sale or IPO of the business in, let's say, three to five years' time. But uh, the, the, the market is, is very buoyant. It's very active. We're in the right place at the right time, um, doing... I hope the right things and certainly for the right reasons. And, and it's probably just worth adding on that point that in the last 12 months, we have become a certified B Corp. Um, and, and for those who don't uh, fully understand what B Corp is all about, there is a link on the Crowdcube page that explains that. But essentially, it's, it's three pillars um, to, to achieve B Corp status, and, and that is, uh, first and foremost, our approach to the environment and uh, uh, sustainability. Secondly, the way we treat our employees and the sort of packages that we, we uh, give our employees. I'm very proud to say that every single employee at 3TI is a shareholder. Uh, they've either invested their own cash money in the business, which is fantastic, 
uh, and or they all hold EMI options. So uh, for me, that that's a huge part of the business and the philosophy. And and thirdly, of course, why are we all in business? Well, we're here to make money for shareholders, and uh, those are the three pillars of of the B Corp uh, philosophy. I mean, that, you've made a very compelling case there, Tim, and that there's so much to to unpack, you know, the, the involvement, the, the employees putting money into the business, you know, looking at the, the B Corp status, you know, it, it's great. And as you alluded to there, the future focus that you have on returning value to, to shareholders feels very much at the centre of what you're doing. And just looking at some recent M&A action in London markets, I think there's going to be quite a few people queuing up for a business like this in the, in the future. So very much exciting times ahead, I feel, for for 3TI. A, so a, a, along just... with all the disclaimers that we, that the, uh, you know, that, you know oh, course, anybody course, making nothing. an investment, obviously we know um, we're all adults, we're all grown ups, so we need to make our own decisions. Um, there are numerous very, very valid and, and uh, requ- necessary uh, disclaimers on the Crowdcube website, uh, FCA regulations, and so on and so forth. Please, please read those before progressing and if anybody has any questions um first of all come to a webinar or an open day um but secondly there is an opportunity on the website to either submit a discussion through the through the discussion forum which i answer personally or indeed to to book a slot for for a face-to-face teams call with me um you know we we pride ourselves in in trying to be as transparent as we possibly can be without giving away commercial secrets and uh, you know I, I think the fact that we've got two and a half thousand investors or thereabouts in 66 countries is is uh, it speaks for itself really and um, it's been very touching actually on on the summer um, trade fair tour that we've been on with our Papilio unit um, we, we get people coming onto the stand actually saying, well, I invested in your business and, and really nice to meet you. And, and the minimum investment, one share is £10.67. So you can actually be a shareholder in uh, 3TI for about 10 quid, and um, the more the merrier as far as I'm concerned. Great. Thank you. So to finish off now, Tim, I'd like to ask you and get your views on the wider market. There's been huge growth in in EVs. There's, of course, a massive push towards net zero goals here in the UK and globally. But it would be good to get your view on the current landscape and, and the obstacles and opportunities that you see for 3TI going forward and maybe just get a feel for what you're seeing out there in the market in, in terms of the, the big trend that you'd like to be capitalising on? Wow, that's a, that's a big question. <laughs> um, where, where to start on that one? Um, we, we all know the, U, the UK has a net zero target of 2050. Let, let's just focus on the UK because the, the world is has the same issues to a greater or lesser extent. Um, sadly, even today, eighty, I think it's eighty-two percent of all energy is still derived from fossil fuels. In the UK, that figure is around about forty percent. The only way we are going to reach net zero by twenty fifty is wholesale electrification 
That means replacing everything we currently do with petrol and diesel and oil, replacing it with electricity. And of course, that electricity has to come from a renewable resource. It's not electricity from an oil-fired generator uh, or, or, or um, a gas peaking plant. So that, that in itself is a huge challenge. If you look at the, the sectors of the UK market, and what does that mean for us? Well, it means a five times increase in the, the, the amount of solar PV that's installed in the country. We've currently got about 15 gigawatts. We need to get to 70 gigawatts. Uh, so that's a five times increase. Um, we need, as I've already said, 54 times the number of EV charge points that are currently there. That's a huge uh, target. Um, but of course, to, to connect those two things and to change the nature of supply and demand within electricity generation and consumption, uh, the, 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 there is a, a figure banded around of, of approximately 50 billion, which is the amount of money required to upgrade the grid and change the nature of the grid for it to be able to accept those new installations. So that that's three huge areas of activity. Um, our own numbers say that that is a serviceable, obtainable market of 9 billion. I'm not suggesting for a minute that we're going to do anything like 9 billion of turnover in the next uh, uh, 12 years to 2035, but that, that's the size of the industry. Um, yes, there is competition. Uh, and and when, we, when we built the first solar car park, we were possibly the only business doing that. Our USP is that we have done it and we have done it at scale. And we are doing repeat business with the people uh, who, who took those early installations from us. Um, we have funding available um, for for uh, power purchase agreements, so that um, we can offer that uh, no no capital cost uh, solution to people. And um, the EV market, well, we all know it's increasing. We know that the ban on electric vehicles has been moved to. Uh, uh, 2035, I'm sorry, I don't mean the, the ban on electric vehicles, I mean the, the ban on the sale of new petrol and diesel vehicles uh, has been moved to 2035, which was uh, disappointing. The Labour government, uh, should we get one in the next 12 months, have said that they would uh, repeal that. But um, whether they do or whether they don't, we, we, the, this, this is, whole market is only going in one direction. And it's all doable. The technology is there. Challenges, well, challenges for us at the moment are um, actually being able to cope with the number of inquiries that are coming in. We get we get daily inquiries. We have to be fairly uh, ruthless in, in those that we take on and look at, and, and those that we just say, well, thank you very much, but it's it's not going to not going to work. Um, so that that's one of the challenges. Um, the other challenge, but we seem to be coping very well with it, is is finding good people. Um, with the right qualifications and the right motivation, and because you know this is this is uh, uh, I've already said we're we're a certified B Corp. Our mission is to leave something better behind. Everyone in the company is a shareholder, so it's actually finding people with the mindset to come in and want to do that and want to do it for the right reasons. It's very very important, and um, I, I'd like to think if you ask any of the people on our team. Um, they, they, you, you would immediately understand how passionate they are about what we do, how dedicated they are, and, and how proud they are of everything that we do. Uh, and I think rightly so. I, we, we've got an exceptionally good team, 
and we are we continue to grow if anybody's interested in uh, coming to work for us there are a number of vacancies on our website thank you i mean i think one of the key things that i'll take away from this tip of course fantastic technology but it it's that accessibility not only for the end user but also getting it into the grid as well but that's one of the major challenges at the moment for renewable infrastructure in the uk and i'm sure globally is actually connecting it up and having that availability to connect it to to the grid so that's the ease that it sounds like absolutely you, it is you, no you're you're, you're yeah. you've hit the nail absolutely on the head there jonathan um and 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 that's why we've developed this technology platform for which we've had the r&d funding um that that is um and i've already said it the glue that sticks these technologies together um it, it is a form of um uh, smart microgrid where we are creating microgrids on site, um, such that a lot of the electricity that is then generated and consumed never actually has to pass through the grid. It never goes into the grid. Um, although clearly we, we, we need a grid connection to have any of these projects uh, connected. But because we are offering a grid-friendly solution by containing the generation on site with a battery or with EV charging or, or site consumption, it makes our projects cheaper and faster to install. And um, that, that's been recognized by the um, uh, funding body that has given us this award uh, and the impact that that ca could have on uh, or, or will have on reducing that huge 50 billion price tag for upgrading the grid by 2035 to make it all happen yeah fan, fa fantastic story there tim and and just as a, as a note to listeners do check out the notes to this podcast there will be links through to the crowdcube page as well as the webinars and investor open days which are coming up in the, in the next couple of days highly encourage people to check those out if you do have an interest in this area of the market so, Tim, thank you very much for being with us today. Can I uh, can I just add one thing, Jonathan? And, and thank, oh, of course, thank, Tim. Thank, Go ahead. Thank you very much for, for taking the time to uh, to talk this morning. Um, Crowdcube, as I've already said, minimum investment, £10.67. There, there is also a threshold on the Crowdcube platform, and that is that if anybody is considering investing more than £20,000, we do that as a direct investment to 3TI with a subscription agreement where you become a named investor and, and you do that uh, transaction direct with us rather than through Crowdcube. If you are investing less than £20,000, um, your uh, investment, your subscription and what have you is dealt with by the Crowdcube nominee and you then become part of a group that's managed by Crowdcube on your behalf. Indeed. And, and, and just, just as a final point to, to listeners, do check out the Crowdcube page and check out the risk disclaimers on there, as well as the details that Tim has outlined. They're, they're very important to consider when investing in companies such as 3TI. So do look out uh, for those when you're looking at Crowdcube. So once more, Tim, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Jonathan. Nice to talk to you. And thank you very much to everyone for listening. Thank you.
We hope you enjoyed listening to the UK Investor Magazine podcast. Please do share the podcast and we really value any reviews and comments you leave us in your chosen podcast player. The views presented by the hosts and guests of the UK Investor Magazine podcast are in no way investment advice. And please remember, all investment involves risk.